Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. Um, I'm Brandon Perna. This is technically my cast podcast. I'm here with Will Keys. I would say he's uh, a minority owner in this podcast. Uh, Will is a co-host. He helps me write football videos. And we do this podcast, well, pretty randomly right now. But August is coming up. I think... We'll be going every week starting mid-August, once preseason's really shaped up. Will just told me he's going to be on vacation the first week in August. So we're, we're going to go mid-August. This will be every week. Um, so you know, that is, that is our schedule, right, Will? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been off for a little bit. People have been asking for the podcast. By people, I mostly mean one person. That one guy on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, but one person is technically people in my book and we have to give the people what they want. And so that's why, that's why I woke up at the crack of 8am to write a rundown and get recording. So here we are. Really, really in-depth rundown too. I won't (laughs) share it with the people, but it is, we'll put in some work on this one. Uh, Never question my work ethic. No. So today we'll we'll talk a little bit about the Broncos training camp starting. Drew Locke's not there. Uh, Adam Rank, who has basically kept my channel afloat for the last two months. Adam Rank of the NFL Network. Then we've got some quarterback rankings to discuss uh, that Will found. We'll get into that. Uh, but I need to talk about uh, a serious injury I um, that uh, happened to me yesterday. Let's hear about it. Okay. Just so you know, the trials and tribulations that I'm going through right now. So I was at my parents' house and my dad has an electric skateboard. I have one as well. But uh, after dinner, it was really nice out. And they have like this big loop that goes around their house, this road. So I'm going to take the skateboard out. And my uh, aunt and uncle are staying there right now. So they have this bulldog and the bulldog hates the skateboard, tries to attack it. So I did my loop and I'm coming back on the electric skateboard and electric skateboards are, they're really, they're heavy. So the dog was coming at me to attack me. Right. And I quickly jump off the skateboard and pick it up using only my, my thumb was like the, on the grip tape, you know? Yeah. And lifted it up and the grip tape's newish, like really grippy. If you ever skateboarded, you know, grip tape will, will make you have man hands if you handle it enough. And it scratched the, the heck out of my thumb, Will. I wasn't bleeding or anything, but it, it scratched it up real good. And now I can't, I can't use the thumb identification on my iPhone to open oh, it no. up. And I have to manually put in my stupid code every time. You know how frustrating that is? First of all, thank you for your service. Yeah. Second of all, I'm proud of you for podcasting through an injury. Yeah, this is... It's really brave of you. I mean, I, kindly, I, I kind of finally understand what Alex Smith went through this offseason. Right. Uh, I think he understands what you're going through right now is yeah. a better way to put it. I think if you asked Alex Smith if you'd rather have my injury or his injury, he would say my injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, would. Uh, and probably why you shouldn't skateboard after past the age of 30. Is that fair? 
Well, what you may technically, <laughs> but it's it's too fun to cruise on those things. My dad wrote it, and he's sixty three. Okay. Do I, do I worry every time he gets on it? Yes, but he's had a pretty good track record so far. So I highly recommend electric skateboards. Uh, yeah. Plus, you just feel cool as hell. Yeah. No, you. Do. It's like it's like snowboarding on pavement. So you can really just like carve into them, but yeah, without like cool. without a lot of the muscle work, since you're just pushing a button to make you go. Wait, is there like a remote that operates it that you hold in your hand? Yeah, you oh. hold the remote, so you control the uh, the speed. Wow. Yeah. How how fast are you going? I don't know. They say like if you had a, a radar, you wouldn't even be able to clock how fast they go. It, the radar just like breaks and starts smoking. Explodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually how you sustain that injury. <laughs> exactly. If the radar exploded in my hand. All right. This is episode 50, Will. I think you yeah. maybe we should uh, at least acknowledge that we've done 50 of these podcasts. It's a huge milestone. Uh, not as big as 100. Who knows if we'll ever make it to 100? Hopefully. Hopefully. Probably. I didn't know if we'd make it to 50 and here we are. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like we were gaining momentum with the podcast and then we like plateaued and now our numbers are worse this time than they were last time, last year at this time. People have caught on. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks to everybody who listens on a regular basis. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's the reason we do it. It's all worth it. It is. All right, that, you were, that is why we do it because like, for like the random people uh, sorry for calling anybody random but the people that you know reply to us on twitter about like inside jokes from the podcast and asking us when we're going to record again because we're very terrible about scheduling uh and generally just giving us feedback i i think that's you know that makes it definitely worthwhile at least on my end right yeah, i mean so this is this is definitely. really hard to do just it is yeah like just getting on a microphone and talking about football is not everybody can do that. Yeah, no, usually I just talk about football without a microphone. Uh, but if you understand the, the hours of sweat equity that it takes to untangle my, my microphone cord every week and plug it in to the USB port, uh, You'd understand what kind of work I put into this. Yeah, I could barely do that today with my thumb injury. So exactly, exactly. Be, be thankful we're here. Yeah. Also, a big reason that uh, we are where we are today is NFL Network television personality Adam Rank, who we've made two videos about, uh, and they've been pretty popular videos. Yeah, the first one did really well, uh, and that was, of course, after he predicted the Broncos to go two and fourteen which right. I think we talked a little bit about on the last podcast. I think so. And then uh, I was pretty sure he referenced the video we made on the NFL Network, Will. Uh, somebody, Twitter, somebody tweeted me the, the link to that video because I was like in the mountains and the Oregon coast where I had almost no service. Uh, I was detached. So I'm glad. Uh, I forget who sent it to me, but thank you. So I saw him talking about well-produced videos on YouTube of people <laughs> talking shit about him. I was like, that, that has to be us. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many guys are out there wasting their time, like 
like Will and I. <laughs> uh, so I made a video talking about that, kind of ripping him a little more, but mostly ripping myself for failing, failing as because uh, he compared me to filmmakers. And, yeah, and, and uh, kind of like a weird set of fil- filmmakers. Not like great filmmakers, but, you know, filmmakers nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I would consider Christopher Nolan a great filmmaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was mostly talking about, like, Kevin Smith and... Kevin and, Smith and John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. Decent filmmakers. And those were guys I thought I could be, honestly. Like, I got into video because I thought I was going to direct movies. And he's still they, good. They were movies that I thought I could make where they're kind of dialogue-heavy and comedic and clerks yeah you could do it maybe on a low budget so clerks i loved mall rats when i was a kid i loved swingers mm-hmm. who uh favreau wrote didn't direct will he didn't that's direct right. that movie. that's right i had to set the record straight so that was like he didn't know it but that was a pretty on point sort of uh comparison to what i wanted to do it's like he knows like, you better than you yeah, he was saying, like, I could get there and do it. Like, I'm this young kid out here talking shit on YouTube. And really, I'm approaching, coming up to be a middle-aged man talking shit on YouTube. And I'm well <laughs> past my prime of, of accomplishing what those guys have. So I had fun with that. And then Adam Rank reached out to me uh, and basically uh, made me feel really bad for talking so much shit about him because he was really nice to me. <laughs> yeah, what's the deal with that? What's, what, what is the deal with that, Adam? Why did you have to compliment me and say I'm funny and in no way at all did that offend you and you thought it was great? Uh, maybe Adam and I will do a collab. Maybe. We'll see. But He's got an open invitation to this podcast, I can tell you that. Yeah. I sort of hope he – like some <laughs> – here's, here's where I feel bad because – I thought we did a good job of making fun of his predictions and making fun of him a little bit, but more of like the NFL network as a whole. And uh, when people see that I do that, they take to Twitter and then they say just really mean things. <laughs> yeah. And I do that all the time. Whether it's a player or whatever, I'm just like, ugh. So I'm, I'm sure Rank got a shit storm of really mean shit from Broncos fans because of that, uh, which isn't my goal ever. Uh, but no. I like to call out bullshit when I see it, and the two and fourteen thing was bullshit. Unless, of course, that actually happens. Then, then we this have is an apology. Crazy, yeah. crazy story. <laughs> now, like I don't even want to make fun of him because he was so nice to me. But I think he's cool with it. So I'm I think, yeah, I think that's the reason he did it is yeah. to get that kind of reaction. I think we like, could spitball it into like a uh, a real sort of rivalry that is also fun. But, you know, yes. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's a big wrestling guy, uh, like he talks about. So I, th- I think he knows better than anybody how to play the heel. Right. And you have to, yeah, he, he's, he's cultivating haters on the internet uh, and also cultivating followers on the internet right. for the same reason. And we're about to do the same with right. the yeah. <laughs> We took a lesson, we took a page out of Rank's book and we're getting a little more inflammatory. Oh, yeah. Mean, cruel in some instances. Uh, and we picked an NFC team to talk shit about. Unfortunately, it's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like I wanted. God, that would have been fun, though. 
Yeah, maybe it'll later. Maybe next season. Maybe we'll just pick a new team to hate. Yeah, well, I think we can still do it with Tampa from time to time this season. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I put a poll on my in my community tab, and the Cowboys. I said, "Who should Will and I hate in the NFC?" Uh, and that was Will's idea. He was like, "I feel like we need an NFC team to to hate on." Because it's getting old, like just shitting on the Patriots all the time, and we'll we'll do we're going to continue to shit on the Patriots, but we needed another enemy. <laughs> and you, you guys voted sixty percent of the votes went to the Cowboys, which was like seven or eight thousand votes for us to hate on the Cowboys. So we're we're going to show you exactly how shitty of people Will and I can be by yeah. just unfairly criticizing them in this next video. So I'm excited about it because it's actually maybe the most fun video to write <laughs> in a yeah, while. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we're getting kind of tired of the, the team-by-team breakdowns. And this, I think, injected new life into that format. Yeah. And hopefully for everybody watching, too. Yeah, so we'll, we'll call this the, the finale of the team breakdowns for the offseason. Yeah. And maybe, like, maybe I can set up something on – maybe we'll do Patreon where you get to vote for a team or a player for us to just relentlessly tear to shreds. And then maybe during the season I can, we can make that at, like, a, a monthly thing for the uh, Patreon audience only. I don't know, just spitballing here. Yeah, because we, we can't get to everybody's team as much as we'd like to make fun of – all of you, really. Yeah. Uh, we are just two people. So uh, we, got to, we got to the teams that were probably easiest to talk about. I know for some reason uh, the Bengals came up a lot on Twitter and in the comments. And for some reason, yeah, people want us to talk about the Bengals. But there's really not a lot to talk about no. with the Bengals this year. And uh, I, so we, had to, we had to pick the low-hanging fruit, so to speak. Yeah, and most of, like, half of them, I think we let uh, you guys voted for on, on YouTube, which was helpful for me and Will to know what the fuck you wanted us to talk about. And actually, if we started just by shitting on every team's offseason, like we did with the Cowboys, I think we could have gotten through all 32 because yeah, I feel like, and the episode's not completely written, but I feel like Will cranked out 75% of it in less than an hour. And then I went in there a little bit yesterday and this morning, this morning and put in maybe another 20 minutes <laughs> and it's almost a full episode and it's just, it's us being very mean. Yeah. It wasn't hard to find things to be mean about. Well, it's like, you don't have to be analytical. You don't have to like, exactly. To, oh yeah. How, how was this guy in college? Did he do anything I should know about? Yeah. It's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally missed this off season that, uh, David was David Irving, right? Yeah. He retired. Let me see. Yeah. He retired to smoke weed. Yeah. And he announced his retirement while smoking weed on Instagram. Did right. You, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that video? I totally missed that. And I'm going to put it in, but I did <laughs> like smoking like a big joint and talking about, and he has valid points of why he should be able to smoke weed ish. But, uh, I can't believe we didn't do a video on that. Is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, I don't know why we didn't, but um, better late than never, I guess. Yeah, it's perfect for this Cowboys video. It is, yeah. Uh, should we get to – Yeah, let's talk about – Yeah, and then we'll talk about the QB ratings and then get yeah. out of here because it's summertime still. It is, yeah. What the hell? Um, so, the big news out of Broncos camp this week is that – Nothing. It is nothing. We spent – I don't know, 10 minutes talking about Drew Locke possibly, maybe holding out, and then he signed his contract last night, last second. So I cut the rest of this shit and then jumped back in for just a little, little agent contract talk before we get into the quarterback rankings. So that's what happened. Wait, 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 wait. I have I have some today news. Some today Bronco training camp. Camp? Camp? Camp. Camp news. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been cleared to practice on the first day of training camp. So that's a bit of a surprise because I think many believed uh, he wouldn't be cleared for a while. But uh, I guess he got those uh, that package of PEDs I sent him and had a very healthy, speedy recovery. And he looks good out there. He looks good out there today. It's actually, I don't really care about Reisner and Locke. I just think like the agents have had a lot of time to figure this shit out. So yeah, it's like they got drafted in April. Like you can't. How long does this take? Like you get your your pay is basically slotted by where you get taken in the draft, with like very little wiggle wiggle room. Like you said about the guaranteed money, does it really take two and a half months? Yeah. To to dot the I's and cross the T's and and sign on the dotted line. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, does. Maybe with Locke, you could put some sort of incentive in there. But like Mike Cliss said that the agent's looking for a quarterback premium. So I don't know how much more money they're hoping to get. Uh, I don't know. It just, yeah, it's, it's we're just one of those agent things where we don't have enough info to really understand, like, is the agent holding it up? Is it the Broncos? Is it kind of half and half? The players are supposed to listen to their agents. Uh I know I would if I was a fucking player. And they're like, no, 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 just we're going to get you more money. Don't say anything. Don't show up. All right. I don't have to work and you're going to get me more money? This is a weird world. (laughs) Yeah, funny how that works. Uh, We should also mention that Drew Locke, I don't know if Dalton Reisner, I'm going to assume that he's a a working class guy just based on the position he plays and his name and the fact that he's from uh, semi- farmland colorado oh yeah he was born with a blue collar on yeah yeah just came out of the slit out of the womb with a, a naked and a blue collar collar yeah <laughs> and uh drew Locke slid out with a, a silver spoon in his mouth yeah and he's a rich kid from kansas city rich guy probably one of the richest people in missouri if i had to take a guess so yeah. i mean on one hand you've already got some money drew Locke. Clearly, you're not hurting for money at this point. On the second hand, you don't get rich by, by turning down money. Right. And if I know anything about Missouri and wealth uh, from the, the show Ozarks, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure Drew Locke's family is into some shady, you know, redneck mafia type dealings in, in and around like the Ozark areas. I think that's fair to to bring up and I'm going to be completely honest. I did not know that the Ozarks were in Missouri. Pretty sure. Probably for the sake of this segment, let's just go with yes. Yeah. I think it's Missouri. 
Maybe Mississippi. I, let me look. I have the internet. Tomato, tomato, honestly. Ozarks. Land of the Ozarks. Is a... Physiographic region in the United States of Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and extreme southeastern Kansas. Wow. Extreme southeastern. So. There you go. Yeah. Drew Locke's family runs the Ozarks. That's all we know at this point. That's what we've established. I think the only the only thing that is kind of a bummer is if he misses probably a couple more practices – I'm doubting that he's going to be able to play in the Hall of Fame game. And that's really the only tragedy here. Yeah, I mean. I'd like to see him. The one thing I'm actually looking forward to this preseason is watching Drew Locke play. Uh, I think they already said Kevin Hogan's going to start the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. So, uh, and I want to see Drew Locke play like a lot. <laughs> uh, just to get a read on him because if we're honest, I never watched him play at Missouri or wherever he went. It's going to be a lot of Brett Rippon. Going to be a lot of oh, Brett. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, if I had Brett Rippon behind me, I would damn sure be at training camp today. I, yeah, I would not miss a snap. No. If I had Brett Rippon breathing mm-hmm. down my neck. He went to Boise, right? He did, yeah. I stayed in Boise on my way to Oregon, so. People were probably talking about Brett Rippon over there. Yeah, they were. Everywhere I went, Brett yeah. Rippin this, Brett Rippin that. How do you want your coffee? Did you ever hear about Brett Rippin? That's exactly what my stay in Portland or Boise was like. It's going to be ripping it up, if you know what I mean. I, I, I think I mentioned on here before, though, when I went to Oregon last year and I had my Broncos hat on, like the first 10 minutes in the city, somebody started talking to me about Royce Freeman. That's fair. So they love their football in Oregon. Oh man, they do. Also in Boise, also in most places of the country, they love their football. Brett Rippin is just this year's version of Royce Freeman. Yeah, he's going to run for like 500 yards. So yep. we've established. Um, but we'll talk more about what's actually happening after we get some training camp yeah. camp shit going. And in the video, so check out the video if it's not already up. No, it's not. Oh yeah, it might be already up. Shit. By the time. I don't know what I'm- I'm, I might post this Thursday. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this this whole show, like the yeah, it kind of bends the space time continuum. Yeah, we don't operate in any sort of time. No, we operate in the fourth dimension at best. All right, let's do these QB rankings. Okay. We're stupid. So, Kean Fahey is a former ESPN football analyst. Oh, who- so he was actually at ESPN. He was, yeah, and then he got fired. That's why he's popular. Okay. He got fired, but he was popular before, and I used to read him before. Um, he has he goes into extreme depth, especially when he's rating quarterbacks and, and making all these metrics for quarterbacks. So he has his own method. There's a method to his madness, and it's certainly madness because all these metrics add up in a very bizarre – quarterback ranking scale yeah i feel like you know who brett coleman is right i think so uh probably well he used to work at the nfl network and then he does he does like really in-depth tape breakdowns of players 
and he's on he just does his shit on youtube and patreon like kian uh but without like the i think without the the madness yeah and so he puts out his quarterback quarterback rankings every single year so it's consistently around this time i wrote about it on the old website last year just kind of breaking down uh how preposterous it was and here's the thing a lot of people think it's clickbait and i understand that but he's very clear on his methodology for coming out for these rankings it's not arbitrary he's not just kind of he's not winging it at all also another thing that leads me to believe he believes this and it's not clickbait is he blocks just about everybody who disagrees with him on twitter i'm shocked i'm not blocked yet i'm sure it'll happen soon Maybe he'll catch wind about this, like Adam Rank, and not take it as well as Adam. But uh, we need to dig into this because there's just a lot to unpack. Um, should we go just kind of through the categories that he's uh, put out there? Yeah. So you can starting, starting with the studs. Yeah. Maybe I'll screenshot this and put it in the video so people can see if I remember. Right. Yeah, that would probably help. Yeah, but give us the, the classifications. So, we're, yeah, we're going from studs to duds here. That would have actually been a better way to put it. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's not how um, he categorized these. So, he's got uh, one through five are studs. Then he's got his emerging studs. Then aging Hall of Famers. He spelled aging incorrectly, but he's also from Ireland. So, maybe that's how they spell it over there. I respect yes. that. I have that same that same weakness. <laughs> He's got uh, one high-end starter in the right role, which might surprise you. Uh, Two high-end youngsters, two average starters, a high-potential youngster, a high-variance starter, a high-variance youngster, declining former star, uh, several low-end starters slash rookies, a quarterback who finds ways to lose games, a low-end starter slash unknown, a backup, an athlete, playing quarterback and no it's not Lamar Jackson another backup and a low upside youngster so let's just dig into the studs here uh number one number one out of all the 32 starting quarterbacks you've got Andrew Luck that's fair I think that's fair that's perfectly perfectly reasonable yeah Andrew Luck's a stud he is there's no denying it before let me just let me let me do this a, a way that I think will make you happy and our audience uh just appreciate your your true hate. There are five <laughs> studs listed here. Yep. And I am going to bet that you adamantly disagree with number three being a stud. That's fair. Um, I would. I mean, all joking aside, I think he's close to being properly ranked. Okay. Okay. Big man of you, Will. But the first five studs are Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick right. Mahomes, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton. That's where I disagree after four. Cam Newton, right? Is That's way the too weird high. one to me, too, because yeah. is, especially if you're basing this on off last year. Like Cam exactly. Newton was not a stud, and I don't give a shit about the injury. Like No. He, he played very up-and-down football last year. I mean, he plays up and down football for most of his career, excluding right. 2015. And eventually he did play down football that year at the very end. Uh, but, yeah, Cam is kind of absurd. 
at five. I don't know anyone who would agree with that. I don't think he's top ten. I think he's actually a high-variance starter. Uh, way to use the parlance of the rankings. I think High-variance starter, Cam Newton, for sure. All right, so it gets even more off the rails. Number six, Dak well, Prescott. Yeah, before number- we do that, I think I'm just happy that he didn't put Tom Brady in the stud list. That's all. That's fair. I, I, I'm starting to like uh, uh, Keelian Murphy better right yep. now. That's, that's racist. Um, we can go into it. Uh, <laughs> thank you for actually calling him Killian Murphy, not Cillian Murphy, like so many people. Yeah, I think you already corrected me on that once before sometimes. Yeah, let's show respect to the, to the next James Bond, please. Um, yeah, Dak Prescott is six, and Marcus Mariota is the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Is emerging <laughs> studs. A guy who threw more interceptions than touchdowns last year is better than uh, our next four, which are <laughs> Tom Brady is a aging Hall of Famer. These are all aging Hall of Famers. Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. Yeah. Okay, I so yeah. <laughs> Marcus Mariota is an emerging stud just by – Math of how long he's been in the league, I think, is yeah. incorrect. How long does it take to emerge? Uh, I think th- this year, if Dak takes a leap forward, you can ar- argue that. I, yeah, I don't hate Dak at all. Like, I think he gets a lot of criticism. I Actually, no, fuck Dak. He's on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, we got we to gotta stick by that. I think yeah. – I don't know. That's, I feel like Dak Prescott – Mm, trying to figure out the right ranking for him based on this. I think it's like 17, 16, 17, maybe. Average starter. I think he's an average. St- I would, yeah, there's no above little, average starter. I mean, to say like he's average would, I, I just think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now. And to say he's average among, you know, the rest of the starters is not um, an insult. He's taking his team to the playoff playoffs two out of his first three years i think he's a good starter he's a starter you can win with i don't think he's someone that you want to pay over 30 million dollars a year but that's kind of the 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 structure that we've built for ourselves yeah i think like from a statistical perspective too like dak's been pretty consistent and the two seasons that the cowboys went to the playoffs he kept his interceptions low He's thrown 23 and 22 touchdowns every season. Uh, but the, in 2017, he threw 13 picks uh, compared to eight last year and four his rookie season. That's when the, the Cowboys line was just insanely good, though. Uh, but with a good team around him, I think Dak is a top – yeah, it's – yeah, but top 12 quarterback. We'll go top 12 quarterback, but – um, emerging stud. I don't know. He's got That's, to prove he can be a stud. Stud, because at his best, he hasn't been a stud yet. Uh, so Marcus Mariota was basically the reason that the Titans weren't like a twelve and four team last year. <laughs> um, they're real. They're a really good roster outside of the quarterback. Um, they, they, their offseason moves kind of confirm that they don't think he's an emerging stud basically by bringing in Ryan Tannehill as insurance. Um, not only is he not an emerging stud, he's he's a very often injured stud, 
which is not a good way to go about being a stud. Yeah, he had a lot of injuries last year too. So yeah, I get the you know stats aren't everything, but you gotta throw more touchdowns and interceptions in this league. I think as a general rule. Yeah, well, he he did last year, but in 2017 he threw more picks. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, last year he it was 11 touchdowns and eight picks. So. Awesome. 11 touchdowns. Emerging stud. Cool. Anyway, we've got Brady at nine, Breeze at – or sorry, Brady at eight, Breeze at nine, Rivers at ten, all aging Hall of Famers. Uh, my only problem is Philip Rivers not a Hall of Famer. My only problem is I think Breeze is a better aging Hall of Famer than Brady. Yeah. If – like, if you had to give me – one of those quarterbacks right now in terms of how good I think they are and their, the Outside amount of athleticism they still have in them, I'm going to go with Drew Brees. Uh, and don't get me wrong, Tom Brady did what he had to do to win a Super Bowl last year, but yeah, also and fucked by the also, I, don't, I don't agree with the, you know, the connotation that Brady is aging because if you look at him uh, – He's definitely reversing the aging process via not eating tomatoes and injecting a lot of Botox into his face with every passing day. Right. So he's actually the first person. Um, he gets younger every year. Benjamin Button to reverse yep. Yep. the normal process of aging. Yep. So we have to think about our labels and what, what kind of Hall of Famer he is. So he's actually, um, yeah, a, a youthening Hall of Hall of Famer, is that a word? I don't youthening, think so. Yeah. Well, for some reason, euthening sounds like a word you shouldn't say. Right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, here's a really weird one. Russell Wilson is the 11th best quarterback in the league. He's a high-end starter in the right role. This is a guy that's won a Super Bowl, basically dragged the Seahawks. I'd say he's absolutely not in the right role. He's in the role where the Seahawks don't have an offensive lineman in front of him, and he just has to run around and get pummeled every game and still somehow uh, win games for them. Yeah, and just wait for receivers to get open. Yeah, uh, I think there are a lot of better roles that he could be in. <laughs> did, didn't Doug Baldwin retire? He did, yeah. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Um, it will, but I, I, I still think he's one of those – he's one of the very few quarterbacks in this league, and that's why it's stupid that he's at 11 uh, that makes his receivers better. Yeah, I would put Russell Wilson in the stud role. If I'm, I would too. Honest. Yeah, I like, put him. Uh, I put him at five where Cam is. Yeah, totally agree there. All right, so this is this one's just uh, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna argue that this is a clickbait, this is the example you'd use. Lamar Jackson is twelve. He's a high, high end youngster. High end youngster ahead, just ahead of Deshaun Watson. Also yeah. high-end youngster. Now, I would say Desha Deshaun Watson, definitely high-end youngster. Uh, one more season than Lamar Jackson. But in that one more season, and his rookie season has just looked like a better all-around quarterback. Yeah, in every facet of the game, really. <laughs> like, uh, Lamar Jackson has to prove he can throw a football in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know how you watch that uh, that wild card game against the Chargers and come away with uh, Philip Rivers only being two slots higher than Lamar, yeah. Jackson, who literally could, just could not complete a pass until the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't understand it. 
I I don't want to understand it. I refuse to understand it. It's 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 simply not true. Now, 14 and 15, you got Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, both listed as average starters, which is what I thought they were going to be when they were drafted. Uh, they both have proved to be better. <laughs> They've both um, proved to be really good, I think. Carson Wentz, I think he's kind of hard to rank because of his injuries, but he's definitely better he, than an average starter. I'm Yeah, I'm giving him – the MVP for the 2017 season because if he doesn't get hurt, he's absolutely the MVP yeah. that year. And they only had like a couple games left. I don't think he's going to, you know, crumble down the stretch. But, yeah, how do you – and Goff obviously has had a, a poor rookie season and then two really good seasons since then, the most recent one where he took his team to the Super Bowl. And, right. yeah, he didn't play well in the Super Bowl, but I think that's worth um, higher than 15. <laughs> Yeah, he's an above – yeah, I just – I don't know how good Jared Goff will be long-term or how good he would be without, you know, Sean yeah. McVay and the offense he's in. But I get that argument. But. He's winning games. Like, he's winning right. football games with his team, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not along for the ride. I'll just say that. He's more yeah. than that. Uh, number 16, a high-potential youngster, Baker Mayfield. So how the fuck could you watch last season – and put Lamar Jackson four spots ahead of Baker Mayfield. And I'm not even the hugest Baker Mayfield fan. I just think that's – I, I yeah. think you got to bleach your eyes and, and just start over. Yeah, uh, I think guys that should not be in front of Baker are Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about a guy that led the Cleveland Browns to a winning record last year. Was it winning? It was eight, seven, and one, and plus he. Oh, okay. Yeah, plus he only played in game three, so. Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield's got a great potential to prove awesome. that he's going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL this season. Um, yeah, and I think he's higher than. Well, I mean. Yeah. No, I, I think that's. Yeah, he should be in the middle-ish here. He should be in the High middle. middle-ish, but like. It's about the people that are ahead of him and the people that are behind him should be switched. Um, 17, high-variance starter, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Probably a little – probably – I don't know. I guess that's fair. Maybe a a couple spots too high. Uh, Which leads us to Sam Darnold, 18. Way too high at this point. Not saying he can't be. But just based on last season, I think that's too high. He's ahead of Ben Roethlisberger and Matthew Stafford. Dean is a declining former star. Okay. I agree that he's declining. I don't think he's a former star. I think he's a current star. Yeah, how is he not like part of the aging Hall of Famer crew? Yeah, is he just not a Hall of Famer at this point? Have we decided that Rivers is uh, unequivocally and – and Ben Roethlisberger is just not making the Hall of Fame with, with his, his two uh, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowls, and a billion touchdown passes. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Maybe he just thinks Antonio Brown was the key to that offense, and and not Ben That's Roethlisberger, right. because we all know how many Super Bowls Ben Roethlisberger has won without Antonio Brown. Zero. <laughs> Zero. None. <laughs> all right. So yeah, twenty is Stafford. Apparently a low end. Oh, uh, we got. Okay, we got. Six low-end starters. So, I'll just run through it. Yeah. Stafford, Dalton, 
Derek Carr, Nick Foles, Eli Manning, Kyler Murray, 25. Oh, also uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. They have rookies added to theirs. Uh, low end st- – I don't like – I like Matthew Stafford. Um, he's. I probably think he's better than he really is. Andy Dalton, low end starter, agree with. Derek Carr, low end starter. I would say – Average I'd, I'd definitely put Carr ahead of Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'd put Carr ahead of Darnold. I'd put Carr ahead of Dalton. Nick Foles, the yeah. Super Bowl winner, is a low-end starter. Man, Nick Foles can't – he can't convince anybody take, of anything. What's the take, man? Played really well last season. <laughs> Played even better the year before. Yeah. I feel like he's more of a high-variance starter. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. I think he's, a, you know, I think he's in the right role. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does in Jacksonville. Eli Manning at this point, low-end starter, fair. Yeah, probably too high, honestly, for Eli. Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, really kind of impossible to tell. Yeah, I don't. I would just put those like in a separate category because what? Yeah, you, you should just have rookies. Right, Murray spelled wrong. That's a good way to get credibility. Uh, all right, I disagree with this one. 27 is Kirk Cousins, and his category is not low-end starter or anything really. It just finds ways to lose games. I think that's I really funny, that. though. He, it is pretty funny. But, all right, Kirk Cousins, like, obviously the Vikings had their shortcomings last year. But Kirk Cousins threw 30 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And I don't know how that is worth the 27th spot. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't get it. I don't Yeah. That. I think like to me Kirk Cousins feels similar to like Jared Goff in that neither one of them feel like a clutch quarterback, but he's going to put up numbers and, and win games. Yeah, I think I mean, I guess Cousins just hasn't won a ton of games. He's kind of been in the middle of the road with win-loss, but I would have to watch all of Kirk Cousins' games to see how many fourth quarters that he blew, which I don't know if that's the the story there. Yeah, I I just – I don't agree with that one. I would replace the label of finds ways to lose games with does not cheat on his wife. (laughs) There you go. That's That's an old podcast joke. Um, if you've been listening for the full 50 episodes. Then, then we have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Starter slash unknown. Gets his cat, a category of his own, which I think Garoppolo deserves his own category. I think unknown is fair. I don't think he's a low starter, though, slash no. unknown, because when he does play, he's been really good. I think can't we just – it should just be unknown. He, sh- he is unknown. Yeah, he, he is just an unknown at this point. Um I think you could say like unknown slash paid probably a little bit too much for um, his accomplishments, which are you know pretty. I, he he led a pretty bad 49ers team to a really good record at the end of the year in 2017, which I think is worth something because he played really well. Uh, and he's also got um, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of very unique quarterback skills. I think he's got the quickest release out of anybody on this list. Uh, and he's got he's just got accuracy and rhythm that a lot of these guys don't have and I think is worth being higher than 28. Like how who in this uh, who in their right mind would take Andy Dalton, 
or Eli Manning or even Nick Foles, really. Maybe Nick Foles. Uh, but who would take Eli Manning ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo? Right now, nobody. <clears throat> that swap as a GM, you'd be fired on the spot. Yeah, I mean, based on his looks alone, Garoppolo deserves to be top 20. Right. Can we just call him hot starter slash unknown? Hot bod, big yeah. guy, dude boy. Mm. Tall, and, tall and dark. Tall, dark, and handsome. All right. Uh, Jameis is 29. He is listed as a backup. How I mean, is that not 32? Uh, here's the thing. It's just not true. He's just not a backup. Whatever way you spin it, he is the starting quarterback of the Buccaneers, a team that yeah. I hate. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, bizarre. Okay. All right. Number 30 is Josh Allen, who is an athlete playing quarterback. Okay, yes, he did run a lot. Um, that's what young quarterbacks do when they can run. I don't think that makes you an athlete playing quarterback. I think that's what I would call Lamar Jackson, honestly. Yeah, or Tim Tebow. Yeah, and I don't. I wouldn't put Lamar Jackson at 30th necessarily. There's just a lot of good quarterbacks. There's more good quarterbacks than there are bad quarterbacks. That's a um, hot take and an accurate one. Yeah, yeah, it so is. not hot at all. I don't think it was always the case, but – No, yeah, there are a lot of talented quarterbacks. Right. And so, he, yeah, go ahead. No, here we are at 31. Yeah, if you're wondering, uh, we haven't named a certain elite quarterback yet uh, through 30 spots, and that's Joe Flacco, who has been listed as a backup. Also, equivocally untrue, he is a starter. So that right off the bat, that's just not accurate. Starter, Super Bowl winner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Flacco's fair rating is average starter right now because um, that's basically what he's been since winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, average or like low-end starter is fair too. I'd put him around Derek Carr, Dalton. But we all know this year is going to be different, so it doesn't matter. Fair. And then 32, this is just mean. I don't like this at all. This is not cool. Low upside youngster. Josh Rosen. He's young and he doesn't even have a chance to be very good. I think Josh he's got, Rosen is basically he's got right. upside. Uh, he is a youngster, definitely. By the way, what's with the what's with this youngster stuff? Like, who is he? Brent Musburger. This is just I don't like this at all. Yeah, this guy can't be that old. This youngster. Who says youngster? He's from Ireland. Why can't he call him like low end, low upside lads? <laughs> Look at this like, yeah. He's got a great arm on him, old your laddie do. I don't <laughs> – I, yeah, I, I just – I disagree with the labels. I disagree with uh, pretty much the entire order of this list outside of the top four, really. This is just basically like his sort of ta- – What you remember the other QB rating that was like going around the internet a couple months ago, the tiers? yeah. Yeah. It was just like super easy. It was just, this is like his version, but where he just made up all of his own categories. Right. Yeah. And some of the categories, categories don't really make a lot of sense as we talked about, but I think it, he arrived. I don't know. I mean, I guess he arrived at these rankings via some sort of process and some sort of um, established methodology that he, he runs these quarterbacks through. Um that you'd hope is based on some sort of um, numbers-based or evidence-based way to look at things. Uh, My problem is if that, if your methodology is what got you 
at these rankings, it might be time to question your methodology is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I'd like to know the the classifications for each category he has that moves a quarterback up or down based on the way he sees their performance. Right, right. And um, if he ever wants to come on the show and talk about it, He'll we gladly host. Yeah, he he's unless Adam Rank's coming on, then we have to make way for our friend. Yeah, Adam Rank comes first. Always, always in our never, hearts yeah, and in life. Yeah, and and in bed. You beat me to it. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> your eyes. I wanted it. You just wanted it more. <laughs> Uh, there will be a come joke in the Drew Locke episode, so look forward to that as well. Yeah. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the 50th episode of our podcast. Episode, quarterback rankings, training camp is starting. We will. We, we are going to have shit to talk about very soon. Yeah, finally. So thanks to everybody who listened to the podcast during the offseason. Uh, again, give us another couple weeks, and then we will be – Back to weekly. Can't wait. Okay.